Hey, what's going on, everybody? Like, thank you all for tuning in to the show. Got a couple of my microphone killers with me, Darnell and Tyler. I'm Trey, and we're coming your way with the 31st edition of the Don't Kill the Messengers podcast. We're going to do things a little bit differently this week. Uh, we usually talk about just sports news and things that's going on in the uh, sports wor- world, but with the ESPYs and everything like that, I just decided let's start our own DKM Awards. So, about to get that started right now. Uh Starting off, oh man, I guess probably was the obvious choice here. Uh, mine was the chase for seventy three. Uh, it just seemed like it was a story that carried throughout the whole NBA season once Golden State kind of caught fire, and it had a lot of elements to it. You know, first half of the year they had a backup coach basically going that put them on track. Then Steve Kerr came back for them. They accomplished it on the last game of the season, 173, and then you had the drama of taking it to the next level and trying to win the championship, which didn't happen. So, you know, there was, it was kind of backwards. You had the thrill of victory and then the agony of defeat after, but it was just an interesting story the whole way, especially with how the playoffs went in the Western Conference. All right, that's a good one. What about you, Ty? Yeah, I guess I'm taking the uh, the spoiler to that story. I'm going with just the Cleveland Cavaliers winning a championship, uh, bringing the championship or a championship to Cleveland for the first time in 50 plus years. You know, the 30 for 30 came out on Cleveland. Both you guys there for sure. Um, basically the same as you guys. Uh, first with the 73. Uh, Chicago Bulls seventy two and ten record. Uh, I thought that was a record that was just not going to be touched. Uh, for you to go into a season playing with a bunch of professionals that can just flat out ball against you any night, it was just hard for me to believe that a team could go out there and just break that record. But Golden State, they got the record, still fell short in the uh, Western Conference Finals. So that was uh, just huge right there. That was a huge story. And then with LeBron James uh, going up in there, had a team that was just short. Uh, many people thought that, well, they couldn't do nothing against this 73-9 and win team. And then for him to go out there and just perform like he did, which is absolutely exceptional. God did basically everything for the team on the court. That was just a performance. And then just with the Warriors getting a record and still just falling up short in the NBA uh, finals was just huge. So. Uh, for both of those, for sure, definitely. I agree with you guys. Now, uh, anything else to add to that? No, de- definitely, you know, I'll, I'll touch on the other one real quick just because it was phenomenal uh, with Golden State hitting 73. Just like you said, Trey, you know, something you thought may not ever be touched. And, you know, now now we're going to live in in the era of 73 won't be touched and maybe one day it will, you yeah. know, so... Um, definitely phenomenal. That team did something remarkable, something that nobody's ever seen before. Uh, you know, they're, they, they touch new territory and that is definitely something they should be proud of despite, uh, not winning the championship. The championship would have solidified that as the greatest team of all time, but 73 wins in a regular season is, is not something to frown on just because they lost the cha- championship. You know, I, 
I think people who truly understand what that regular season was will still hold that team in high respect. Yeah. Just for my runner-up real quick, uh, you guys know I'm a fan of nonsense, too. So uh, oh, that boy. whole Derek this Fisher could be Matt Barnes uh, situation, oh, too, man. <laughs> <laughs> Those two going at it, too, man. Two of my uh, former Lakers that I like, man, just going at it, too. That was one that uh, had me just cracking up before the NBA season even started. So that's my runner-up for sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Now, uh, we got to show love to my man, Ty. Uh, he's a golfer. So uh, we're going to decide, Ty, who was your uh, golfer of the year? You know, um, Darnell, if you want to start this one, and I'll just kind of close it out. Um, oh, boy. I mean, just <laughs> you, if all you want to do is say the names, that's cool, because I, I got some of the stuff to back up. So All right, well, the two names that floated for me, I mean, it's just for my casual watching uh, I had to go with uh, Jordan Spieth and Dustin Johnson. Uh, they seem to always be at or near the top of the leaderboard all year, and you know, especially in the 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 major tournaments. So I I couldn't give it anywhere but to one of those two. Mm-hmm. Trey, do you have names for this one, or are you are you gonna pass? I'm out, man. All right, that's cool. Seeing yeah. as he doesn't know who those two are either. <laughs> Um, I definitely agree with Dustin Johnson. Um, Dustin Johnson is actually one of the more consistent players on tour, uh, and not a lot of people, I think, realize that. He has through he's played 18 events in 2016 and has finished in the top 10 and 12 of them, um, winning winning twice, his biggest win being his first major at the U.S. Open. Uh, so that was his big kind of breakthrough moment. Um, so he definitely takes my golfer of the year so far um you know just a model of consistency good player um he's had some trouble but um he i don't know if you guys know but he actually had a had kind of like a drug accident uh that kind of took him out for a while uh but that's not here or there but winning the u.s open was big for him my second option is actually jason day Uh, He's second in top 10 finishes this year at nine. Uh, But Jason Day finished, you know, I believe he finished in the top five in all the majors this year. He's number, he's the number one golfer in the world. Uh, He's the uh, number one in their FedEx cup, which is their uh, end of the year playoffs. He's number one seed for that right now. Um, He's won three times this year. So he's, he's my number two. The only reason I have Dustin Johnson over him is Dustin Johnson won a major this year. So um, Jordan Spieth, like you mentioned him, uh, also a very viable option. He's always he's always in contention, it seems, almost every week. Uh, he's a great model of uh, just maturity and a great model of, you know, he, he's just a good role model for young people in the sport. Uh, and with, with him, Dustin Johnson, Jason Day, all three of those guys, golf's in good hands for the future. So good picks from you, Darnell, despite being the casualist. Mm-hmm. Uh, good picks. Um, but Dustin Johnson, definitely agree. He He's my golfer. Dude. All righty. Um, that's, that's it, Ty, for your uh, – anything else to add, guys? Uh, I think he, think he cleaned me up. All nice. right. He cleaned <laughs> me up for sure. So good job, Ty. <laughs> up next, uh, man, we had a lot of people, a lot of great talent that decided to hang up the – 
uh, cleats to just shoes up this year. Uh, from Marshawn Lynch to Calvin Johnson, Peyton Manning, Charles Woodson, Kobe Bryant, Tim Duncan. This was just a heck of a year to see some talent, uh, especially for me because uh, these were guys that pretty much got me into liking uh, this particular sport, either NBA or NFL, like guys like Peyton Manning. And, like, I literally, like, grew up watching these guys, and they showed, gave me the love for the sports that I uh, have now. So this was just big for me. But for this award, uh, who was the best athlete to retire this year to you guys? No, I'll, I'll take the lead on this one. I'm actually going with Peyton Manning. Um, mm. You know, had numerous years at the Colts, uh, killed it there, won a Super Bowl there. Um, you know, I, I was really actually really happy that he ended up winning a Super Bowl with the Colts only because, you know, for a long time, a lot of people were saying, you know, is he going to be one of the best to not win one? So when when he won one won with the Colts, that, that really kind of made made me happy knowing, you know, one of the greatest, you know, to play the position finally has the Super Bowl, you know, that talk can go to rest and then ending ending with the Super Bowl win with the Broncos was really nice. But just, you know, some quick stats for him. He has over uh, 71,000 career passing yards, you know, over 500 touchdowns. You know, it's it's just good stuff. He was, you know, despite limping to the finish line, he had a really solid career. Um, you know, he was clean on the field, clean off the field. And I think one thing that was really impressive for me in his career is how he came back from the, from the neck injury and the surgery. You know, I, I thought, you know, one hit could have, you know, potentially ended his career or his life, and he stayed healthy after the injury. Um, despite this last season, he actually he actually got hurt for a little bit there. But you know, he was he's just a a field general. You know, a great game manager. Um, you know, it'll be sad to see him go, but as all the greats do, they they enter and they leave. So he he was fun to watch for the years he was he was in the league. Yeah, uh, Peyton was my runner-up, uh, just to follow you up there. I mean, that was also up there when I thought about favorite news story. I mean, it was a, a roller coaster last year for Peyton as, you know, getting benched for a while, but coming back in time for the playoffs, getting the start and roll back and, you know, letting the defense carry him to get that title so he can ride off into the sunset with a ring. I thought it was an awesome story, especially now after – the little dark cloud that was looking like it might be over yeah. his head as far as uh, performance enhancing drugs and stuff. He got cleared of all of that. So that, that's good to see somebody that seemed to be a model citizen on the field mm -hmm. uh, exit the way he should. Uh, but my uh, winner for this topic was Tim Duncan. Uh, one. Like basically pretty much the mirror image of a Peyton Manning on the basketball side of things, quietly just amassing stats to be, uh, the, I mean, in my opinion, the best power forward of all time, uh, most people's opinion, I would hope. And then just the numbers for the team, you know, 70, 70 to 71% win per percentage while he was there. Uh, that's a ridiculous number to hear, uh, best percentage of any, professional team with a with their star for their time with the team and five titles multiple mvps i just 
I don't think there could be a better person uh, to pick. Yeah, I agree with Darnell. I actually had Tim Duncan number one. I had mm-hmm. Kobe as number two and then Peyton as number three. The reason why I say Tim Duncan, especially over with Kobe, is I would have preferred to have Tim Duncan's career over Kobe's. One mm-hmm. thing about Tim Duncan is that compared to Kobe, one, he's never really had any trouble or anything off the field. Uh, my man Kobe got mad love and respect for the guy, but that um, whole Colorado, Colorado situation, that was just mm-hmm. absolutely uh, huge, uh, just a huge turning point in his career. And plus, Tim Duncan never really had any major injuries in his career as well. So he was always a guy that you could count on to go out there and play and just always just put up fantastic numbers. Uh, I think he finished his career with, let me see real quick, I believe 19 points, 2.2 blocks, 10.8 boards a game. Guy was just absolutely phenomenal. One of the greatest to ever play the game. So that's just the reason why I would pick Tim Duncan over Kobe. I just, his consistency uh, he always that never had any issues off the court, but just a quiet guy that was always just focused and just pretty big Lions fan through many dark years. He seemed to be one of the only bright spots throughout all of them. So, you know, it, it's more of a of a personal pick than anything about having, you know, titles or anything like that. I mean, he had a really good career, you know, regular season passing guard holder uh, past Jerry Rice for that. I'll I'll never forget that moment. It was, you know, nationally televised Monday Night Football, and uh, it was a big stage for him to to break the record. But, you know, just seemed to always kind of be a bright spot on a, you know, on a dark team. So he he was my runner up. Yeah, it's good pick still. Yeah, man. Like I said, this was a lot of talent that retired this year. So yeah, any of them were good picks. To yeah, be honest, did, so. j- just just curious, did you guys see that picture? where it was the NFL all-retirement team, and it was everybody that retired this year. Yeah, for sure. Up next, I know you guys were telling me you guys were struggling with picking a choice for this, but rivalry of the year. What did you guys have? Well, I had had a kind of a tie situation on this one. (laughs) Okay. Split Uh, it up. (laughs) Yeah. One goes to the to the fighting world this one kind of blew up quickly uh but conor mcgregor and nathan diaz uh oh yeah that's a good one yeah it was it was a weird way that this fight came to be uh with they were trying to find a fighter to replace him then they throw in nate diaz they clicked immediately with talking a lot of trash to each other built a lot of uh, a lot of animosity towards each other in a short amount of time and got people really amped up to see the fight. The fight delivered. Diaz coming off of basically, what was it, 11 days notice and had a slow first round, but then a second round to remember and scored the upset. So uh, if just for one fight and now the aftermath coming up to their second fight coming up is it seemed to build so uh i I gave that one a big nod and the other one uh i'm not so sure how good it'll be next season but uh oklahoma city and golden state Mm. uh oh yeah you know golden state kind of playoffs 
went to a seven-game series. Oklahoma City choking it away. Now Golden State steals Oklahoma City's best player. So, I mean, it, that one was a interesting rivalry to me as well. Yeah, you know, I don't know if the game, I don't know if the game results will show rivalry, but I can tell you the hype and the hate show rivalry for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, for mine, uh, I'm almost surprised you didn't pick this one, Darnell, but uh, I know you're going to mention this game later on, but I'm I'm actually going Michigan, Michigan State, as okay. well as Michigan, Ohio State. And the only reason I'm picking these, you're you know, Michigan fan. hate him with the stuff he says, the stuff he does. I mean, I know no he doubt. annoys people. I know he annoys people. And every every once in a while, it, it's it's fun to be the team that nobody likes and be good. Like the, I, I think that's fun sometimes. I'm not always into that, but um, I, I think just he's building a really good program. You know, Michigan State showed over the last what eight years or so they've been a really solid program they might have a down year but you know they'll be back and i i think michigan starting to be on the rise again is good for the big 10 it's good for college football in general um and and i'm i'm actually excited for michigan to be competitive again with michigan state with ohio state hopefully this year um they got blown out a little last year but I can talk about that later, um, <laughs> but you know, I can only I can just only imagine that Harbaugh is going to get those guys ready after being a part of that rivalry for the first time in a long time. You know, coaches more than it is among the teams, and oh, yeah. and, and that's just something that really excites me about about you know college football this season. Yeah, and it's three coaches that all have egos and mm-hmm. have certain things about. Like like yeah. I said, Har- Harbaugh will where he's feeling. Urban Meyer, I mean, he's just him. He he has the the hardware behind him, and oh, yeah. he he's a bit of a little smartass at times. And you know, and D'Antonio's the crotchety old man that <laughs> demands you show him respect. So yeah, that, that's he, that's a spot on analysis yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I mean, and and that's why I think I picked those two, just because I think among those three teams in the Big Ten East, um, I I really think those really three games when you get Michigan versus Michigan State, Michigan Ohio State, and then Michigan State Ohio State, all three of those games, you know, could play pivotal roles uh, year in and year out and be must watch TV. Mm-hmm. For me, I went with Tyler, uh, not the Michigan-Ohio State rivalry, but the Michigan-Michigan State mm-hmm. uh, rivalry. Um, we're all from Michigan. These are two teams I don't really care about. Uh, just one thing. I'm a, I'm a troll. Way so, to lead in there. Yeah, you know. Uh, <laughs> I'm a troll, so, like, what a lot of people don't know is, uh, you know, you know by now for sure is that Darnell is the like ultimate Michigan State fan. Um, whenever there's a game between Michigan State and it's a close one, I think they're going to lose. I just troll the guy with text message after text message. So the craziest thing about me was like right at that ending, well, when I thought they sealed the deal to make that punt, 
I was sending them this long text message. Oh, man, Michigan State sucks. That sorry team, blah, blah, blah. And then, boom, uh, messed then up. I had to delete it. Yeah. <laughs> now, yeah. I actually sent it to you. And then, like, as soon as I sent it, man, the messed up with the punt dude gets a touchdown. And I swear, dude, I literally, like, thought my heartbeat just stopped I, I for, like, I a minute, man. I was just at the TV just like, wow. There, so, there were probably more heart attacks in that moment alone in the state of Michigan than ever before. Yeah. So you just want to talk about an instant classic. Absolutely. That game was just absolutely amazing. Uh, okay, Michigan, well, well, they have they were favored to win, but Michigan State, they hung in there. They did their thing, and they just pulled it off, man. That's why every down you got to take it seriously, man. So mm-hmm. they uh, Michigan State uh, got – much respect for me off that win, um, even though I do believe it was kind of luck. But you, they, hey, they got the win, so that's all that matters, especially with rivalry. So anything can well, happen. So let, let me just steal hosting duties for a second now, because that <laughs> that leads us to favorite upset, and that was my favorite upset for a lot of the reasons that Trey just said right there. Uh, I mean, it was it was a really good game. The two teams were evenly matched. I mean, a lot of a lot of us that wear green were a little little pissed off at first, anyway, because Michigan was favored by seven. Yeah, and it was yeah, like, and that was something I never understood. Yeah. To be to be fair, yeah. So yeah. so yeah, that that rubbed a lot of people the wrong mm-hmm. way there. And you know, it was a really good game. They were firing back and forth. Uh, it was it was a definite heavyweight fight. Uh, UM U of M's defense. They showed they were legit. Uh, it was one of those games where Michigan's offense started turning the corner. Uh, State's defense, they their front seven, they they were what they showed. Everybody played up to what their potential was for that game, and then of course comes down to the last second. Uh, Trey, you weren't the only one sending me texts at the time trying to. <laughs> get after me because you know did you, put your, did you have your phone on silent or what what were you what no, were you doing? i was holding it i saw everything <laughs> i was just trying to compose myself and you know hold that little bit of hope yeah. that we do something i mean i'm watching it over at my brother-in-law's house uh his wife also graduated from state so you know we're just kind of huddled standing five feet five inches from the tv just like head down just like we got to do something here we got to do something here and and, oh fumbled snap pitches it right into the hands of uh msu defender we have a wall down the sideline and the most amazing thing in my life. We, we all... <laughs> even even more amazing than the birth of your children. <laughs> I love it. But, I mean, that was up there with it. I mean, like, yeah. like I, I think probably the only time, like, I was more excited for a victory was that that tackle at the end of the Rose Bowl. Oh, just, yeah. like, settle that game. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, just amazing game, amazing ending. Like I think it was, I like, it, it and as far as that rivalry goes, that was the most shocking turn of events ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Okay. For upset, I'll go. I had the count. Michael Bisping with his uh win over Luke Rockhold. Uh, the reason why Michael Bisping, he was a pretty good fighter, but he took the fight on short notice. 
nobody had him winning against the second time against Luke Rockholz and went up into the ring. You know, they say everybody has a puncher chance. He took his chance with the punch and uh, got out there and just hit him, and then he fell right down. Um, again, it's probably like the biggest upset I would probably say for in the UFC uh, this year that I can think of. Just for him just taking that fight on short notice and then just getting that championship, uh, that was just big for him. Yeah, uh, I would. I mean, that was probably the distant second to my pick. Yeah. Uh, but it was a in the realm of uh, the UFC, it was a pretty big upset. I mean, Luke Rockhold was looking like he might be a dominant champion. He had pretty much uh, took the former champion to the woodshed and showed it might be, just be his, his division for a while. And Bisping steps in, somebody he had already beaten. And like Trey said, most people have a puncher's chance. Most people didn't even give that to Bisping because he's not known for knocking people out. Yeah. But you hit somebody on the button, they go down, and that's the end of the story. We had, we had a new middleweight champ. Exactly. Now, what about you, Ty? Yeah, I actually went with you know something we were talking about a little bit earlier. I went with the Cavs over the Warriors. Um, you know, when you win 73 games in a row, a lot of people, or not in a row, but 73 games in the regular season, you know, you only lose single-digit games, never lose more than, what, two in a row in the regular season? Did they even lose twice in a row in the regular season? I don't know, but, uh, you know, a lot of people start handing you the trophy, and a lot of people were just going ahead and giving it to Golden State before the playoffs even started. And then they fall down 3-1 to Oklahoma City, and a lot of people kind of started counting them out and they fought back in a heck of a Western conference finals, like Darnell alluded to a minute ago. And then they get up three, one in the finals and it's all over. Cleveland doesn't stand a chance. And LeBron leads them back from three, one, something no team's ever done in the finals. Yeah. Uh, that, that in itself is incredible to beat the team that was being handed the trophies. Incredible. Uh, you know, a lot of people were saying Steph Curry's taken LeBron over as the best player in the NBA, and he kind of shut that up pretty quick. Uh, just, just I think that that finals series was beyond uh, thrilling, beyond enticing. Just, it, it really... I, I thought it was over at 3-1. I'll admit that. I thought uh, they might be able to make it 3-2 and kind of keep it interesting and then Golden State would win it. But they fought all the way back. This also might be my favorite upset because I called it in seven, but I'm not going to toot my own horn over it. But <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just think that that was a finals to remember. Uh, then it you know gave Cleveland their first championship in 50-plus years. And then it just escalated the whole conversation again about, um, you know, well, now you have Golden State, the greatest regular season team of all time, and the Bulls, you know, now now it's just, you know, Golden State's number two, but you have to give them the regular season, and it just makes that whole conversation a mess. But definitely LeBron just showing the fighter he is and how bad he actually wants to win. 
Um, you know, Kyrie Irving showing up. It, it was, to me, that was just a great, great series, and I loved the upset there. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, you guys have anything to add about anybody's choice or anything? No. Some good picks all around, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, up next, we're going to talk about our favorite game. Uh, I'll just go get mine out the way with. I had Oklahoma and Kansas, the Kansas Jayhawks. <laughs> Nothing like an overtime game in basketball, but these Triple two went out game. three times. <laughs> um, just yeah. an absolutely remarkable game. This was just all about Will and just truly who wanted it. Both of these teams, a lot of people had them favorited to possibly go on and win a national championship, had great talent. Buddy Hill had 46 points, seven assists, and eight rebounds in that just truly. Uh, you know, just games like this and just with the whole energy of the crowd and everything like that in college basketball that's just making me shift between going to the hopping over to NCAA basketball over to NBA. Uh, you don't really see games like that in the NBA that often, uh, which is how hype and everything it is. So these young guys just went out there and just balled out. Yeah, you know, um, I'll go next because my, mine's the same sport, actually. But real quick, I'll touch on yours, Trey. You know, that game was really phenomenal. Buddy Heald does kind of a huge, not necessarily a coming out party, but it was definitely the game where you knew he was for real. Yeah, and uh, the one thing the Kansas fans that were kind of behind the scores table and the benches actually gave Buddy Hill the standing ovation because Coach Bill Self for Kansas, uh, you know, kind of gave him, you know, just kind of a very, they watched, you know, possibly the best performance of the year, and that was I think that added to it all because the people realized what they watched you know buddy he'll just carried them from beginning to end and that that was a really good game so that's a really good pick from you trey yeah. my pick's actually going to be the ncaa finals for college basketball okay. uh, i think that game was just what we won you know it's bucket for bucket toward the end and you know, the the last two possessions, I think I'll never forget. You know, North Carolina comes down. Marcus Page has this double-clutch three-pointer that was just unreal. It was deep, too. You know, it wasn't like he was right on the line. You know, then that goes in, and a lot of people are thinking, all right, you know, North Carolina's got all the momentum. And then there's about... 10 or so seconds left and Villanova just goes down the floor and drains a three at the buzzer and you go nuts again on highlight reels for a while because a buzzer beater to win the national championship something you remember yeah uh both good good picks by you guys both great games that I mean I vividly remember watching and being on the edge of my seat for mm-hmm. uh for all the reasons mentioned uh Kansas Oklahoma was I mean everybody was starting to get a feeling for who Buddy Hill was, but that was definitely the coming out party for a game that crazy, and he just was unreal in it. So, I mean, amazing game there. And then national championship game was everything you could ask for. Close game, they were throwing shots back and forth, and then, yeah, that final sequence was just amazing. 
to have two big shots like that hit back to back and be the deciding points for the game. Like you can't ask for more. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for my game, I went with the college football national championship mm-hmm. game uh, between Alabama and Clemson. Really good game. Yeah, which, I mean, pharmacists from pretty much anybody you could think of. Deshaun Watson came to play through for over 400 yards, four touchdowns. Derrick Henry, three touchdowns, 158 yards. And of course, you had the out of nowhere performance from OJ Howard, 208 yards off of five receptions. Like that was the one down. plus yard touchdowns. Yeah. yeah, that was the the bad thing about Clemson. Just I guess they didn't think to cover that guy. Uh, but I mean, it was still just back and forth action. You never knew who was going to win, even down to the end. The last touchdown came with 12 seconds left from uh, uh, from Clemson, uh, which put the game within five points, so you still had to watch to see if just something crazy was going to happen, like an onside kick, and give them another shot because uh, that last play was a 25-yard touchdown. So uh, just an amazing game to end the game. Yeah. Yeah. Can't complain about any of them. Definitely. Now, up next, what we're about to go to is our most memorable moments. Uh, what did you guys come up with? So, yeah, so I didn't want to let my fandom go uh, and take over too much of our choices for this. So, for memorable moment, uh, I, I didn't want to ponder more on the upset. Uh, so, I went with LeBron James blocking game seven uh, at the end of the game against Golden State. Uh, it just seemed like it was an amazing feat. Showed like how much he wanted this ring and he knew how how close he was to getting it. Uh, I know a lot of credit should still go to Kyrie Irving for making the shot to put him ahead, but I think just it, we wouldn't even be thinking about it if uh, LBJ didn't make that, that block. And, I mean, he got up for it. It looked like he was about to grab the top of the backboard to get the ball. So just I'll, I'll never forget that. Yeah, yeah. for sure. You know, I, I agree there. One of my, or my memorable moment actually touches on my favorite game, which was the buzzer beater at the end of the NCAA basketball championship. You know, that, that moment was just awesome. You know, I, I just remember saying after that game that, you know, just how, how popular is that guy going to be in Villanova history because of, because of that shot alone, like one, one second cemented that kid in Villanova history and I, I just thought that was totally cool because I kind of put myself in his shoes just like how cool would it be to hit a buzzer beater for a national championship like you are like the man forever on that campus like oh, yeah. he, he can do whatever he wants so to, to me that that was my favorite moment but my my runner-up was the block uh by LeBron for sure uh, like you said he jumped out of the gym for that it, it was just intensity passion everything was in that block the city of cleveland was in that block um and then the three-pointer by kyrie irving was my honorable mention or my third place pick i guess only because i think that shot just had so much irony in it that the winning shot that beats Golden state's a three-pointer i just loved that i, I don't know just just golden state pouring in three-pointers loses on a three-pointer that just kind of made me laugh a little bit so Oh, yeah, it's definitely yeah, a way be... for them to go down. Yeah. All right, for me, what I chose to pick was 
my man Kobe Bryant uh, with his last game of the season. Uh, the reason why I picked this was just I actually got a chance to see the true Black Mamba in like the last four seasons of his career uh, once. You know, with all the injuries that he's had, he's had a two years where he's just been injured and had to basically miss a key majority of the season for the Lakers. And when that game six, well, not game six, what I'm talking about, his last game against Utah, you know, I would have loved for it to be in the finals and playing for a championship, but didn't have the players to do that. Uh, They were down, and I just saw a guy that was wanted to just kill and just take over the game. There were plenty of shots where I saw him shoot this year where it was just like, okay, this guy just doesn't have the legs for it anymore or anything like that. But I just saw a guy that was just went out there. He had that killer instinct and was just going to come win his game no matter what. And that was what I saw with him dropping at 60 points on uh, Utah to get that win. So I just think that was a good uh, little ender for him to let people see the true, real Kobe Bryant. Uh, with all the injuries and stuff that he's been facing the last uh, years of his career, so that was just what I picked. I just think that was just good for the people to see. Yeah, and I'm I'm not like trying to knock your pick and saying this or anything, but like it was very Kobe esque for him to take north of sixty shots. Like that was just very Kobe. Yeah, you know. It, but the thing is, the team wasn't doing anything anyway. The game meant nothing. Let, he he could have shot a hundred times for all I cared, and it would have been awesome just because it was Kobe. Let him shoot the ball. It was one of the best things he did. Yep. Oh, yeah, it was definitely that game was let Kobe go out like Kobe. So, <laughs> and, and he did, so. For sure. Um. Now, up next, we're about to go into fight of the year. Uh, Darnell, what did you have? For fight of the year, I went with, uh, I have a male fight and a female fight. Uh, I went with uh, D- uh, Dominic Cruz versus TJ Dillashaw uh, for the males. It was, it, was a, it was a fight of two fighters that fight exactly the same. Just a lot of energy, a lot of movement, uh, a lot of just slick boxing, a little bit of wrestling. It was just... It was a fight you show somebody that if you just want to show like the the purity and like almost like ballet of MMA. Those two went at it. It was a razor thin fight. Uh, Dominic Cruz came back off of a year layoff and won the title back. So, I mean, it had some weight to it as well. Amazing fight. Uh, On the female side, I went with uh, Holly Holm versus Misha Tate. Uh, It was a, a back and forth fight. Uh, it looked like Misha was almost able to win it early in the fight where she was able to get in position to put on a rear naked choke, but couldn't think then, doesn't let go that time, takes the title. Uh, amazing fight as well. Yeah, definitely uh, those two can definitely not go wrong with either of those. Um, I went with J.J., I'm going to try to say her name, man. Let me know if I get it right. <laughs> uh, Joanna. Jajochik? Jajachik. Jajachik? Yinjachik. Yinjachik. Okay, and Claudia Gadelia. Yes. All right, I got the second one right. But (laughs) the match, 
just using those punches to get the the win over her for the end of the fight. So this was just two girls uh, with some animosity. They had a great first fight, and then the second fight just saw Claudia that was just determined to win, but her heart just gave up on her. AJ ended up getting the uh, win over. But uh, Darnell for sure with the whole Holly Holmes Tate fight and Dominic Cruz and TJ Dillashaw, those were definitely great fights as well. So can't go wrong with that. Uh, now, I know, Ty, you haven't seen that many fights, but is there <laughs> one in particular that you've seen yeah. that you really enjoyed? Yeah, I actually went with Misha Tate and Holly Holm as well. Uh, Holly Holm was coming off of beating Ronda Rousey, mm-hmm. um, and I think that brought a lot of pressure on her to perform. For me, the reason I pick it as the best you know, my favorite fight of the year is because of the hype that came with it. You know, Holly Holm was the, the one that beat Ronda Rousey. Like, can she back it up? And she didn't. And then now the women's division's kind of been open ever since. You know, they can't have one person really hold on to the bell. Uh, Juchajic has held on to it. What? She defended it this last time, right? Wait, that's she's in the lower weight class, so Oh, okay, she, never mind. She's right. secure. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, yeah. anyway anyway. But I, I mean it, it seems like that, that division's now a little more open than it's been because Ronda Rousey's not fighting right now. And I think that that just kinda makes it a little more fun to watch, competitive still. Um, you know, granted what Ronda Rousey was doing was just remarkable, but um it's it's kinda fun to see, you know, new names pop up as champion and you know, I, I think it was it would have been nice to see Holm hold it once, but the fact that she didn't was still okay too. It was it was still a pretty good fight. Yeah. Nothing wrong with was undefeated, still undefeated. She's been uh one of the better champions the UFC has right now. Uh with the men, it was close, but I just had to go with uh who hasn't lost, so I went with Mighty Mouse. Uh so that's that's my fighter of the year. He's still just king of his division. I wish we would have been able to see him fight this past Saturday. So I could say three uh, defenses in a year. Yeah. Uh, but he had to pull out due to an injury. Uh, my runner-up for the males would have been Robbie Lawler. Uh, he's probably been the most exciting uh, fighter this year. Yeah, uh, for sure. He's... He's been getting us some great fights, man. Yeah, but he he lost in exciting fashion this past Saturday, uh, mm-hmm. catching the KO loss to the new champion. Arguably the greatest fighter in the history of the UFC. He was able to beat him, so he had a chance to add that to his resume and beat the arguably the greatest fighter of all time and have that on his resume. And then for him to come into the fight again with uh, short notice, I think just a few weeks notice, not really known to have just crazy knockout power and just knock out a beast in Luke Rockhold that many people thought was just going to take over that division. Uh, that was just absolutely remarkable on his part. But understand Mighty Mouse is uh, yeah, probably pound for pound the best fighter in the UFC, in MMA right now, just in general. So he's much credit has to go out to him and what JJ has been able to do for the uh, females in MMA is just absolutely remarkable. She's just constantly just going out there, just looking good, just beating people up. So she, all all three of them definitely deserve uh, their name mentioned with this award for sure. 
Now, yeah, Todd, you, did you have one for this? No, oh. no, not not this. No, only because I mean, I don't think I know enough about their <laughs> careers. But yeah. you know, to be fair, I mean, like to a guy from an up division, right? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you can take that however you want. But I mean, Conor McGregor's still fighting really well. Um, would probably win almost what just about any fight in his own division. You know, you could get get some competition, but he he would fare very well in his own division. So, you know, you could have mentioned him. He's probably a, one of the bigger names you left off, but uh, yeah, you, that's just about all I got. So, <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that, man. Uh, up next, we have Female Athlete of the Year. Uh, who do you guys have for that? I went with uh, Serena Williams. Mm-hmm. Uh, Same here. Yeah, she... Has can I mean it's for her age at, yeah, based on phenomenal. yeah how people peak really early in the sport of tennis tennis especially on the female side it's been kind of amazing for the run she's had and is still having still winning majors uh I, that was about all I, I I had to pick her yeah I'm saying here uh, like I said for her age and just to continue just go out there and just dominate like he's, she has. is just absolutely amazing. Another person who I have was JJ uh, for the UFC. She's another great athlete. She's been doing her thing and uh, fighting. Uh, just with Serena Williams, she's more of a household name than JJ. Uh, so a lot of people know who she is for sure. But uh, JJ, Joanna, uh, she's definitely been doing her thing in the UFC. How she's just been winning uh, over great talent in her division. So I had her for my runner-up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went with uh, Brianna Stewart, actually. I, I decided to decide with her. Then that would make Serena Williams my second. You know, Serena Williams is still just doing incredible things in tennis. At her age, you know, when a lot of people's knees and ankles give out, she's fighting through a lot of injury late in her career and still winning. So it shows she's still, you know, the upper echelon in the sport, and that that's just awesome. But uh, I went with Brianna Stewart. Uh, dominated the college basketball scene for four straight years you know four national championships UConn's just head and shoulders above everybody else there um but you know she's been named you know player of the year she's won ESPYs she's won ESPN awards Gatorade awards you know she's won just about any award you can get in the women's game collegiately you know she's now working on the professional awards but you know she'll be in the olympics this year so she may be able to bring home a gold medal which would be just another you know award that she'll be able to add to her already very long list so very impressive women's basketball player Uh, it'll be interesting to see how many more awards she can she can take home yeah uh anything else to add guys uh any other like runner-ups you think should be deserved or anything you think that we basically got it no, I think we ran the gauntlet on that one. <laughs> All righty. Up next, we have the male athlete of the year. Um, I'll just go ahead of this one with this one to start it up. I had two people who I had was one LeBron James. He's my uh, champ for this award, and two I had Christian McCaffrey. Uh, these are two guys. They basically carried the load and did everything for their team. Uh, Christian McCaffrey was just. Absolutely ridiculous. 
with Stanford. I believe he should have won the Eisman just with everything he was doing for that team. Uh, LeBron James, he was doing everything with Cleveland, went into the finals, led both teams in every category uh, you can think of in there. And it's the first time he's ever, this has ever happened. Uh, so I decided with, to choose LeBron over Christian McCaffrey because he actually won a championship out of uh, the two. So these are, like I said, two great, phenomenal athletes that basically carried the load for their team, basically did everything that you could possibly ask them to do. I just gave it with LeBron. He upset a 73-9 and team, the greatest regular season in the uh, history of the NBA. He was able to do that with just playing absolutely remarkable and his just will was just absolutely unmatched. So I went with LeBron. Yeah, uh, I went with LeBron as well. Uh, I mean, he just, based off his playoff performance, uh, I don't think how I could choose anybody else uh, based on that finals. He secured himself as a top five all-time player in my book. I think I said that the day after the show we did after uh, the finals were over. Yeah. Uh, I don't think there's anything else he could have done. So if, if Cleveland wouldn't have won this year, uh, it wasn't happening with this team because he pulled off a Herculean effort doing pretty much everything he could. Kyrie was a nice uh, second man for him. Uh, shot out of his mind a lot of the time, but LeBron was doing literally everything possible on the court. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'll just go ahead and reiterate it. LeBron James, I think, just deserves it. Um, yeah, like Darnell said, he couldn't really do much more. I mean, he was everything from the floor general to the emotional leader of that team. Uh, carried them in the finals. Uh, Kyrie, great supporting role. Uh, you know, he was kind of the missing piece that LeBron's never had. So... Definitely LeBron James winning the finals MVP, uh, bringing, bringing it home to Cleveland. Yeah, he, des- he deserved it. Yeah. All right, guys, anybody uh, else you'd like to have for a runner-up or anything? I'll go ahead and throw Steph Curry in there as a runner-up for me, only because what mm, he was Steph. doing, all, what he was doing all season long was phenomenal. We've never seen anybody shoot like this. Yeah. You know, be almost as automatic, as deep. You know, he has endless range. I mean, a few years ago when Jimmer Fredette was lighting up the college scene, you know, we thought he had unreal range. You know, Curry's beyond where he was shooting from. So, you know, I think just based off of the fact that we've not seen a shooting performance like that ever, yeah. I think that's deserving of a solid runner-up here. Because if they would have won, if Golden State would have won the finals he would probably be the player the praise, of the year. Yeah, so. yeah, so he would he would have been player or player of the year and, and male athlete of the year. So, you know, I, I think he was right there with LeBron LeBron won the title. Yeah. Yeah. Respected. What did you guys think of my Christian McCaffrey runner up? Uh, it was an interesting pick. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good good player. Very, yeah. very good player. I think um I was pulling for him to win the Heisman, even though I had an idea that he was not going to win it. Yeah. Um, I just think he was Stanford football this year. He yeah. did a lot for them. Uh, he was he was throwing the ball, catching the ball, running the ball. Yeah. He was number one Might be and two on offense. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, 
you know, he was he was definitely everything Stanford needed him to be. Yeah. All the all the way all the way to the Rose Bowl. Yeah, had an amazing year. Pretty much the only thing he didn't do was throw a touchdown to himself. So, <laughs> yeah. yep, for sure. Uh, you have anything to add, Darnell? No. Anybody else? Okay, that's good. Just LeBron. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, for team of the year, uh, who did you guys pick? Uh, I'll I'll start with this one too. I have Villanova. Uh, this was a team that has success. They always go to the um, tournament uh, and do pretty good, but I don't think a lot of people had them winning it all this year with just the talent such as a UNC, a Oklahoma, and so forth. Had a chance to go into the tournament and they were just dominating teams. I mean, these guys truly just stepped it up to a whole nother level when they went into the tournament. I mean, whooped the daylights out of Oklahoma when they played them. Uh, and then just go went up in there, and then they won by three against North Carolina for the championship. Uh, these guys truly just showed the world that they could get it done and just work together and, like I said, just turned it up to a whole nother level when it was when the spots when the uh, lights really came on in the tournament. So just huge uh, shout out to them. They were absolutely amazing in my book. Yeah, Villanova was my runner up, kind of tied runner up with Alabama. Um, the the reason I, I have them as my runner up is Villanova is kind of always the team that chokes, if you will. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're usually the one or the two seed that loses in the second or third round almost every year. And Jay Wright, no pun intended, righted the ship, and <laughs> you know, just really was a solid coach that the entire, uh, you know, most notably from. Ryder Chiacano. Um, he was shooting the lights out, sweet sixteen on, especially the final four matchup with Oklahoma. Uh you know, Villanova really stepped up and why I have Alabama tied with them for runner up is because a lot of people counted Alabama out after they lost to Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, even Nick Saban said he's like, I'm counting ourselves out. And they fought for the rest of the season, and then they got into the playoff, dominated Michigan State, which was probably very bittersweet for Darnell. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so um, dominated them, and then gave one heck of a performance in the final. And you know we mentioned that game earlier, so no need to go into that. Uh, but in terms of my uh, winner for the best team, I went with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, just a remarkable finals performance. Yeah. You know, coming back from 3-1, everyone counted them out. Uh, I guess that was my overarching theme here was the counted out teams. But, yeah, just it was, you know, that'll be a team Cleveland remembers forever. And I think the whole NBA fan community is going to remember that because that was the one LeBron promised Cleveland. So, uh, what feels like a million years, but... uh, it was it was a good story to see, uh, mm-hmm. feel a good story. Uh, my runner up was uh, the Broncos. Uh, mm-hmm. I feel like it was kind of the NFL's version. Not that Denver's had a drought of championships or anything like that, but it's just it seemed like it was a team that was built to win. They were dysfunctional for a lot of the year. Peyton Man, it was throwing ducks more than ever. Yeah. Seemed like he was just he wasn't going to be able to do anything. 
quarterback controversy happened in the middle of the year. Uh, they were consistently very good on defense, which is the reason why I think they were able to take the time to right the ship and get it all together to go win a Super Bowl. But uh, yeah. I do want to give them credit for that year. That they had. Yeah, you know, I think that Broncos team was the definition of a team. Uh, you know, they they knew the defense was their strength. They played to it. Uh, they knew Peyton Manning wasn't exactly reliable. They pulled him for a while. Brock Osweiler stepped. They they never decided to count themselves out, which I think was very important for them. And they ended up just piecing it together. And I think that was the actual definition of a team championship. Those yeah. Denver Broncos. <clears throat> Yeah, I can definitely agree with there. Yeah, great picks by everybody. Um, anything you guys would like to add uh, to one of our picks? Nah. Yeah, I think we touched just about every champion out there. Yeah, so. pretty much. Yeah, beside the Pittsburgh Penguins, but yeah. hockey. I haven't really been covering <laughs> a lot of hockey, so yeah. Uh, but all right then. Uh, you know, appreciate everybody listening. Uh, be out on the lookout for us where pretty much on I think I got them all if not I'll just add it to whatever you can find us uh, on Twitter at DKM underscore cast um, hit us up let us know how we doing and that's it you guys got anything else that see you next week yeah. <laughs> it was gonna be fun uh, we started off uh, like our first show we got into college football it was a little late but we're gonna start to uh, hit college football pretty hard next week uh heading up into the season because it's right around the corner so thank y'all will enjoy our discussions that we're going to be having for college football coming up just throughout the whole year so be on the lookout for that as well <laughs>